0: You're listening to episode 105 of the Mud Stories podcast. A podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are never, ever alone. those evenings coming in from the barn. Hope had been born. Pretty soon somebody yeah. needed to start school. And yeah. tell us the story of how the writing started, because in the beginning it was a black screen. It was you meeting with the Lord. And and by the way, I have to say I have um, been so grateful. I just want to publicly say I'm so grateful that you have chosen to leave your archives on your blog.
1: You can go back... I landed on an archive the other day, way, way, which wasn't even that. I think I started blogging 2003. I landed on on the other day in 2007. I thought, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but they are. They are all there.
0: They're all there. And anyway, I have my favorites that I can
1: remember. But how did it begin? Did you just? Um- <laughs> I was always a journaler. Um, always um, had to write down words to sort of understand my life um I ran into somebody who said they were blogging and I said what is blogging and she <laughs> said um, she said oh, it was sort of like an online journal and and I remember being at the kitchen sink washing dishes and thought huh I could I mean I've always journaled I guess you could go ahead and put it online it seemed like an easier way to go ahead and 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 sort of have journals I didn't have to carry anything around the screen the keyboard it saved itself easily I didn't have to lose anything um so I never came to blogging with comments or networking it was always a space without for an audience of one it was a space without um without comments it was a space just to go ahead and process me and God and if it was it was a place that my me just laying my heart down on the table laying myself out on the altar if I could bless somebody else so be it but it was really a dark space just for God and I to process at the end of the day um I always called it scanning up the summer of my life for the winter of my life um just because as a mom you're washing dishes you're folding clothes yeah. and you get up and you do it the next day and you're like whoa <laughs> everything feels like it's water running through my fingers um but if I could write the stories down I could start to see, oh, look at the their threads. God's doing work in me. He's doing work in us. Capture some of the beauty I could choose to focus on what was good and right and pure and lovely. Um, and out of that, an agent came along. and An author, actually, two authors within 24 hours of a particular agent reached out to him and said, hey, you should read this person. She's writing on a black screen. <laughs> um, I think that one of those was Laura, right? She's been on the show. Yeah, it was it was Laura. Laura, Laura yeah yeah and and Mary Beth Whalen awesome I both reached out I actually um it was back in the day when Daryl and I still had a joint email address <laughs> <laughs> Daryl read the email and said read it out loud to me he said oh there's an email here and he read it to me I was washing dishes at the sink and I said oh delete it that'll be spam and um I just thought somebody was pulling our leg <laughs> and, um, <laughs> <laughs> pulling your leg, Miss Ann, pulling your leg. I totally pulling my leg. So <laughs> um I had a friend who was um, a writer and I had um sent it to her and she said, No, that man's a real agent. You should write him back. And so I wrote him back and said, Hey, my youngest is three. I'm I'm homeschooling it. I don't really think I'm in any place at all. And my husband said, No, if the Lord brought something to you, I think you say yes. Until the Lord closes the door, let's just keep praying. Mm-hmm. And um, that's sort of how that all sort of. 10 points for Daryl. <laughs> and there's been lots of times since where I've wanted to stop writing. Um, just the courage it takes. Mm-hmm. And the
0: vulnerability. That's one of the questions people ask me to ask yeah. you. Have you ever wanted to quit? And how do you oh, handle. Handle I'm
1: So many times, so many times, Um wanted to quit. Just the vulnerability, mm-hmm. I'm feeling. Way too exposed. Um. <gasps> That's
0: one of the first ways I connected with you because I didn't know much about Twitter, but I had opened a Twitter account um, in 2010 because I used to go to Women of Faith every year, and all I realized there was this thing called Twitter, and all the speakers, you know, Sandy Patty and all the people, yeah. uh, the the classic Women of Faith um, speakers, they were all on this thing called Twitter, talking to each other, and being the extrovert eavesdropper I am at times, which I hate to admit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I joined Twitter because I wanted to just see what they were saying and how they were interacting. and and so then, um, My friend, Kathy, who was in that Bible study, who is currently in our group for The Broken Way at my home, she just had her fourth baby. So sweet. Anyway, I digress. Um, She texted me. She's like, there is this farm lady who writes, who wrote this book that just came out that you have to get. And I'm like, farm lady? I don't know. And she's like, Jackie, trust me. You have to get this book. It's about giving thanks. I'm like, okay. So I happened to be on a plane ride and I was, I needed something to read. And so I got it. Um, electronically, I put it on there and um, I read most of the whole th- thing on the way back because it was a flight from Florida, to California. But uh-huh. anyway, all that to say, I saw on Twitter there was some controversy with you in March after your book had come out. And it was something about you had written yeah. an apology post or something like that. I'm like, because I had read the book, you know, this is how it goes. When we put our vulnerabilities out there and our brokenness and we dare to go first. We connect so much in this koinonia with people, and you you see it coming true when you meet people face to face in your lines, right? So we're f- we call you our friend. <laughs> Kathy calls you. You are. Oh, my friend Anne. Um. <laughs> And so um, I do have a point with where I'm going with this. So I I saw on there that someone was being mean to my friend, but I didn't know what it was. So mm-hmm. I Googled these random words. Like, I don't even remember what I Googled, but up popped a Michael Hyatt post. And, oh, all right. and yes. I didn't even know who Michael Hyatt was. And yeah. anyway, it was his advice on what to do with critics and, and wrestling mm-hmm. and... Um, it was um, really insightful what he had written because he talked about how um, when we wrestle with pigs, we get mur- muddy and they like it. And, you um, mm-hmm. The reason the post had come up is because you had read his blog and you had left a comment way back, like a couple of years before. And so I just sent you a tweet and that was the very first time I ever contacted you. But I thought, isn't God good like that to teach us lessons even through people who write or people, even Twitter, um, you know? So how how do you and have you handled critics? Because I know you've been known to even invite them over
1: for dinner. <laughs> you know what? And that only came from the fighting for dinner only came from studying the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was memorizing the Beatitudes, and how does Jesus ask us to to love those who persecute us? How does Jesus ask us to love our enemies? Um, he doesn't ask us to get down in the mud with them. He doesn't ask us to. He actually doesn't even, in lots of ways, ask us even to defend ourselves. He lets says, you know, be still. Mm-hmm. I will do the fighting for you. Yeah. He asks us to. Um, to be of no reputation, Christ alone to be our reputation. Um, I haven't gone ahead, ever engaged critics head on. Um, I think it was a deeply painful time for me. I think as writers, um, we need to be very prepared for the fact that, you know, there's going to be lots of people who don't like our writing. Um, and, and that's, that's okay. We're a body and you're going to go ahead and lay your writing out and it's going to resonate for some people and it's not going to resonate with other people. It's okay. I I wasn't prepared. Um, I wasn't prepared to ever, um, I never want to do anything to harm the kingdom of God. I wasn't ever that, that part was profoundly painful. Um, I struggled to go to church for months afterwards. I could halfway through service, would tear up step Mm -hmm. out, come and find me. I say that's what's wrong. I just, you know, God still want me to, Mm -hmm. I hurt God somehow. And Mm -hmm. it was just, it was such a, a time of, I really just, Lord, I would never want to do anything that would hurt you. Um, And you know what? The body of Christ has been, I've been healed by the body of Christ. I mean, as much as Christians say, you know, I've been, I've been crucified by the church. I've been crucified by Christians and that does happen so painfully. Mm-hmm. And I I bear my scars. But at the same time, I've been healed by the church, by the hands and heart of Christ through the church. So many, um so many have reached out. Um John Bloom from Desiring God, he and his wife actually got in an R V, drove across the country, came and stayed with their family and prayed over us and and just really so many people who just said you know sometimes critics um there i think to, to realize your critics may have the best intentions they're trying to protect gospel mm-hmm. but they may not have a fuller understanding of gospel and 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 to see that your critics your critics um can you see i think i, I talked about it several times in the broken line. all there is to see is jesus can you go ahead and see jesus and the other person and can you act in such a way that all they see is Jesus in you? So can you go ahead and look at your critics and see how they love what they're doing? They're, they're trying to love Jesus. I mean, their actions may be profoundly painful. I mean, I've had other people come back to me and say, you know, it's okay, Anne, to go ahead and say they had malicious intent. And I, I, I can't go ahead and see someone else's heart. I do choose to see jesus in that person and the bible tells me that when i give to the least of these i'm giving to christ can how can i go ahead and live broken and given how can i go ahead and live cruciform how can i go ahead and be like jesus to that person so all that person sees in me is jesus and if i get into a posture of defensiveness um that i can go ahead and mask christ in me that can go ahead and destroy um the beauty of christ in me so it's you know, and I, again, Jackie, it was the gift of knowing that all is grace, that that even what seems like, oh, this is so painful, this the, any critics, any criticism can be like this thorn in your side, but even that thorn can can be a gift where it keeps you so low to the ground, so humble, so grateful for everyone, anyone's kindness. Um, and it allows you just to go ahead and um, say, Jesus, I cannot do this in and of myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I need you. And it all... I mean, there was pain in it that I really wasn't sure after 1,000 gifts that I want to lay my heart out on the table again and let anyone else in. And I think coming to the place of realizing, no, the more vulnerable I can be, it'll it, that becomes a gift to the church to allow their own vulnerability for each and each person, each person to come with their own scars and their own brokenness and say, um, it's a safe place here. It's okay for you to go ahead and bring your brokenness.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember when you told me you were going to write this book called The Broken Way, I think I had told you I was thinking of starting a podcast, and now look, here we are all this time later, trying to be the gift and serve, and... Um I think it's true that we can never err on the side of offering too much grace, too much Mm. kindness. It's Mm. what Jesus would want us to do, and um, God knows the intention of our heart. Scripture tells us that he sees the intention of our heart, and Mm. he knows, and he is capable of redeeming whatever it is, critics or no critics. And I think someone had said once before that if if you're not um, serving in a way or writing in a way or putting yourself out there in a way, um, you know, if everyone's agreeing with you, then Mm -hmm. maybe you're just not Mm -hmm. clarified or refined (laughs) enough in what it is that you have to say, you know,
1: it's so true. So,
0: you know, it, it. it's just I think it's an encouragement for those who are trying to write or those who are speaking or who are teaching in schools or who are holding down their own jobs. We all deal with criticism in one way or another and that feeling of feeling misunderstood. And sometimes there's just nothing we can do except rest in the knowledge that we are going to be present with Christ and he has to, we have to surrender that control again, right? That that whole perfectionism thing.
1: I think surrender the control and then also trust that you living out your faith, yeah. trust that you keeping close company with Christ over time will go ahead and speak far louder than anything critics might say. So I think, um, it's just, it's being, again, showing up and being faithful day in and day out, I think has, um, it's changed the hearts of, of the critics. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, um, and which is exactly what happened in that particular instance. I ended up reaching out to someone asking them if they would like to come to dinner, which I mean, I think you need to go ahead. It was exactly, which was, I mean, was, I was actually literally trying to embody the broken way I want to be broken and given. Yes. I want to break bread with you and sit across the table with me. I think we, we can go ahead and try, look at where in your life, do you have a critic? Do you have someone? It's a, it's a hard place. Can you, where can you go ahead and dare to live in the broken way and be the gift and give it forward, to be bread broken and given, to actually invite them to the table and sit down at a table across from them, break bread and hear their hearts? Mm. Um, I think that disarms yes. so much of the tension, mm-hmm. so much of the misunderstanding. And in that particular instance, that person came back and it was so humble and so kind mm-hmm. and so gracious and has been so kind and gracious to me in emails and thoughtful I love that. I think I think it's it's really is um interesting. I, I don't know if I've ever really realized that, Jackie, but that out of that came out of one thousand gifts mm-hmm. and I chose to embody <laughs> really yes, the, broke way. the broken way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and live cruciform that, that out of that there has been such um Deep healing yeah. in ways that I never would have expected. So, um, for,
0: I think for, for ev- not only for you, not only for them, but for the community at large that was able yes. to observe such a beautiful display of God's gracious kindness that we can be the skin of Jesus to one another because you could have chosen something different, you could have chosen to hunker away, to curl up, to be let bitterness grow to oh, finally miss you know you did you grow, I mean and
1: sometimes what we do is we grow loud right. we get really defensive we try to rally right. our troops go out in this sort of this war path right somebody. and and i think again and again the world likes to, to tell us that in in places that are broken what we need to be is um is strong yeah. <laughs> we need more strength and more power and um, and i think really we 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 see over and over and over again jesus in scripture tells us upside-down kingdom, Mm -hmm. that will really go ahead and upend things, what is really powerful, what is really victorious, what is really resurrection is, can you live cross-like? Can you live cruciform? Can you live broken and given? Can you live weak and low and go lower? Mm -hmm. That is what upends things. That's what transforms everything. Broken Way talks about we choose to live cruciform, shaped like a cross. I end, actually ended up literally taking that pen, drawing a, that I'd written out a thousand times, <laughs> that's great for, and now start drawing a cross on my wrist every day. I wanted to live broken and given. I wanted to live cruciform. If we could choose to live cruciform, that's what starts to transform everything. And I think, you know, in those places where we, it does feel broken, where we do feel misunderstood, can I go out? Well, what does broken and given look like? What does cruciform look like in that? situation that starts to transform things. And I think I realized that this powerful word is given, whether it's thanksgiving, whether it's forgiving, Mm -hmm. whether it's living broken and given and not just broken and given out in the world, but also given to God. How do I live in a posture of complete surrender all of the time?
0: Right. And when you get to observe what God does... With it when you choose to do that, it reminds me of the chapter in 1000 Gifts. When you're crossing that bridge and you look back and you see the bridges that he's made, right? And so that builds our faith the next time we're at a crossroad to live cruciform, to choose humility, which, um, what is that, means earth or dirt or whatever. Humus, humus, you're going.
1: All of the time. And so it
0: gives us confidence to move forward in doing that again, even though it doesn't feel like we want to, because we know by looking back what he's already
1: done then, and he'll do it again. exactly, Jack. I think in this particular cultural moment, when you see so much fracturing and division and, and how do we how do we bring community? how do, back? How do we say we all belong to each other? Oh, how, how do we hear each other well, that, that happens we choose to live cruciform, and we choose to, to be the gift to each other, and then that, that reaching out to each other draws us closer together, and we're stronger together, and that only happens in places of what? Going lower, of going right. of ability, I mean, it's the exact opposite, I mean, it seems so, it is, it's counterculture, it's counterintuitive, but if you'll choose to, to take the lower way, if you'll choose to take the broken way... That's what leads to resurrection. That's what leads to abundance. That's what leads to the wholeness that we're all desperately searching for. Yeah, it's it's just remarkable and so rich. It's just so good, so
0: good. Okay, Anne, I have some rapid fire questions. Are you all right? Rapid fire, fire. Let's do it, girl. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. Okay. So, I asked some people what they might want me to ask you. So let's just start with some of the easy ones. Do you eat pork a lot?
1: You know what? As a kid, we only had pork. That's we just all butchered our own hogs and only ate pork. That's really. I mean, once he, we <laughs> had pork out, and, turkey, <laughs> and chicken and turkey Christmas and Thanksgiving. But oh. other than that, that I I really I remember going to Daryl's because he was raised on a dairy farm. I remember going to Daryl's as um my t- late teenage years and and having beef for Sunday dinner. I didn't know what beef tasted like. <laughs> so that was a crazy experience. But you know now. It's because of regulations all around um, little butcher shops. It's much more expensive to go ahead and butcher your own pigs. So now we have lots of chicken and beef <laughs> and other days. meats. We just buy it at the grocery store with everybody else. Love it.
0: Love it. Okay. What is your favorite food and your favorite dessert?
1: Oh, you know, my favorite foods have changed a lot. But right now, comfort food for me. Mm. I have two comfort foods. Especially after uh, If lies. I can <laughs> If I could find, we don't have it very often here because um, Hope has celiac, so we don't do a lot of anything with gluten. But if I can have spaghetti and meatballs, if that to me is comfort food. And every time I get off a plane and I come home, I stop and I get a hot bowl of chili. Chili, and that mm-hmm. if I can have if I can have warm and chili or. Um, cream of broccoli soup, anything warm that I can wrap my hands around. Comfort food means a lot to me right now. So those are my two favorite foods right now.
0: Love it. Okay. So as far as, let's see, morning person or night person or both, I'm suspecting. It is both. I (laughs) I know. (laughs) Ask me how I know. You're hilarious. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I know. Uh, I I do believe you sleep though. I
1: think you do. I do. I do. (laughs) But I, I, so much of my life has to happen. I have to live my life during those daylight hours. And then I feel like writing so much of the time is this handicap that I have to do on the fringe fringe hours. hours. I've heard you say that so many times. Everyone just live their life and understand it. And I have to work in the fringe hours to write it down, to understand my life and to keep myself sort of sane. Okay. I said, sort of,
0: I but as you're going about all the things, you're kind of thinking about stuff. And I am. Then when you get to there,
1: you start yeah. to process, right? Yeah. yeah. And wrestle it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I sometimes think my family wishes I was needing to write my life down to understand it. Instead, I just like to talk. So sometimes they don't think that's the best.
1: <laughs> See, but we all were either verbal processors or I know. <laughs> paper <laughs> processors.
0: Oh, okay. So when do you write? hmm Fringe hours, okay. early and late,
1: morning early, and night. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, are the kids or anyone else allowed in your writing cabin? Yes. So is it like yes, a hangout they,
1: place too? They can come there, but they know it's a quiet place. Okay so Reflective. the writing cabin has the writing cabin has a loft over it. Um, so the kids can come out. They come out and they do homework out there, they'll come out and they'll read books out there, they'll come out and they'll do study. If I'm not out there, kids will say, I'm gonna go out to the cabin and study. Or they'll go out and study. Actually, there's a desk out there, but then there's also like a walking treadmill so you can stand. So if I'm at the desk, they'll stand, they'll walk in the treadmill and study. Yeah. So yeah, they, but they know that it's a quiet space. They know it's not a place to. But I mean, I don't have, like, a, I can't go to Panera or to Starbucks. Right. At all my, my great American friends say I'm writing at Starbucks. I'm thinking, okay, well, I can't do that. <laughs> but I can go to the writing cabin so the kids know it's yeah. really fluid. They can come out and they can ask me a question or they can come in and say, come out and say, hey, Hey mama, this kid is doing this. Can you tell him to stop it? And I can phone back to the house and say, "Hey." <laughs> so, so, it's 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 fluid, but um, it's not a place to come out with like three or four kids and all have play games out there or anything. Eat no.
0: Cheetos and chocolate milk. No. 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 <laughs> no. Um, I heard you say you did some writing or thinking while you walked. Did you actually
1: yeah. write write while you were walking? Yeah. It's um, it's like a standing desk with a treadmill. So you can, yeah, you can, And I can't, the treadmill goes up to like, what, four miles an hour. And I can only go, I can only write comfortably and walk at 1.4, 1.5 miles an hour.
0: So when you say writing, you're typing, right? You're typing while you're walking. Yeah.
1: I'm typing on the keyboard and it's actually really, you don't even realize you're walking. Because then you can eat chili and spaghetti and meatballs and comfort (laughs) food.
0: (laughs) No more, no more carrots only.
1: (laughs) And. You know what? That's really important because if you, you, you really realize as a writer, I do need to keep moving. <laughs> so yeah, okay. And I think lots of times I don't feel like a writer. I'm a waiter. I have to wait mm-hmm. on the Lord mm-hmm. to give words. It's really good just to be walking, and I look at my little windows in the cabin, and I wait, and I'm praying. I'm like, oh, that's what you mean, Lord. That's mm-hmm. how I need to process this. So lots of times I know the story, but I don't really understand the theology. I don't really understand. Uh, how it connects with other mm. things. So, being able just to walk, well, I think, is really helpful
0: for the Lord to speak through His wisdom and learning yeah. and the lessons in yeah. the story. So, would you say when, like, practically, when you write, you're, you do you type out your whole story and then you go back and it, split paragraphs apart and put the no. lessons in? No. no, it just all flows no. out.
1: I'll start the story and then I'll stop and wait. I mean, I know the story, but the theology is—I I, want to know. What does God mean in all of these little mm. parts and pieces? Yeah, love <laughs> so it. So it's, it's me love stopping it. and going, oh, look how scripture dovetails with this part of the story. Look how God connected this over here with this here. So it's, it's, it's a slow process, and that's yeah. why I don't feel like I'm a writer where I can sit down yeah. and go bang, 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 bang. Yeah. It's a real waiting process for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now, do for so long, you had beautiful music, David Nevu, The Gift, on your blog. He's back! Uh, is well, I think there's a button that I can push to listen to it. right? Yeah, now you can get yeah. a button. Okay, but do you write to music? Like,
1: do you play music uh, while you write? Yeah, I can. I can write to music, and I, I've, I actually I played a lot of David's music mm-hmm. while I'm writing. But I just I can't play anything that has words. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get that. Okay, Um yeah. This might be longer. How was writing the broken way different than a thousand gifts? Or was it in general kind of the same? Like, it was just a a. a it was waiting and work and a ministry of living the message
1: and writing it down. Or, like, how was it different? Yeah, I think it's, it's, yes, it's living the message. And actually, in the, the broken way, it was so much living into it at the same time, not really knowing what the next step was. Mm. 1000 Gifts was very much, okay, I'm writing out all the things I'm grateful for, and that's all I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Being, being the gift when you're giving it forward every day is a much more um, organic experience mm-hmm. where you're like, is this where I'm supposed to be given? Is this how I'm supposed to give forward today? There's much, there's a lot. It's a, it's a it's different process. kind of process. Yeah. It is. As you're just living it out. And at the same time, I carried so many other people's stories with me, other yeah. people's brokenness that I had I'd heard over the last five years. I'd stepped into an elevator once and a, a man, an elderly man, he said, you know, I just celebrated my 87th birthday and I wanted to tell you how much I appreciated 1000 gifts and I thought, Oh my goodness, I never 1000 gifts to be read by an 87 year old. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, that man kept me company. As I wrote the broken way, as I was writing, if you were an 87 year old man, could you resonate with this? And I think we need to tell our stories in the particular at the same, if the more particular we are, it applies to everyone universally, that that regardless of your age or geographical location or yeah. demographic, that you can you could resonate. So I think the broken way was different in the sense that I was I was carrying people's stories and I wanted to steward people's hearts that I'd been given through the to one thousand gifts. Yeah. I wanted to steward their story so well as I wrote the broken way to write into their suffering and pain in ways that wasn't trite at all, but really honor their own unspoken broken. Yeah.
0: And yet that's so tricky. Anne, because especially even just with your blog writing too. how do you determine when it's okay to write about other people's stuff? I mean, how how do you one of one of the ladies wanted to know that how do you decide what to write about in real life things like do you ask permission like for your did you have to ask your mom's permission your parents permission? Like, how does that work for you? Your process?
1: yeah i think and that's a writer that is so hard because no story is ever in a vacuum your story always rubs up against somebody else's story Mm -hmm. um so yes my mom that's a she has and she's been saying that for years and years and years she really believes that telling the story is part of the way the lord (laughs) redeems and gives back for all the years that the locust ate up Mm -hmm. that she Believe believes beautiful. It. This is the way to say that yes, our lives were it was really a broken mess, but look at God has made a look mosaic of grace, done. yeah, yeah, a mosaic of grace out of all these, mm-hmm. these shards of brokenness. Um, I think it's asking kids how comfortable do really feels about telling certain parts of stories. I think that's
0: so I think key, it's yeah,
1: it is, it's yeah. really important. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's hard for us as moms of teenagers because it's easy to tell stories of little kids, and then right and then. And, Moms at teenage years, and they go, where are these other moms? What does this look like for everybody else? Am I alone in this? But it's hard to tell those stories because we have teenagers. And we need to respect their stories too. So, but I do think it's about asking asking kids how comfortable they feel about telling their and art for our own family. That's been a process where the first maybe we weren't very comfortable and it gets to the place where you realize you know what this is our ministry this is everybody's all in it's about we will live in a a place that's probably more transparent than we would have been before and are we comfortable with that and there's I have one son who has never been comfortable with sharing Um, I've had people email and say is that kid okay what happened to him (laughs) and he's fine he just he didn't want to have his story shared at all and and I have honored not sharing his story so yeah
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have help with the blog, social media, Facebook, making graphics? Some of the aspiring writers wonder, Yeah. wow, And does all of that. Two Facebook, no. two Facebook
1: posts a day and Google Plus and all of that. I think, you know what? It's really important to know that nobody does it all. That's the whole – Broken Way, again, coin, Koinonia coin, is always, right. always, always the miracle. We have to be in community. Yeah, I – I, I just don't wanted have. them to
0: hear that from you because some of them are spinning yeah. their wheels like crazy,
1: thinking oh. they have to be no, all no, things. I, you know, I think it's, I, you, you go ahead and you find, you find people that want to come alongside and say, you know what, I'd love to throw in and, and be part of your ministry because this is what I'm good at. And you go, oh, thank you, Lord. None of us are meant to do it all. We're meant to do it in community. So, um, I have Holly. Holly helps with, um, blog, guest blog posts. She helps with, um, Facebook and Twitter. She will go ahead and prep stuff and run things by me. So I don't get to pulled together all the parts and pieces of things. It's yeah. still me, but I have to go gather things. Mm-hmm. Um, she works with, jen who does all the graphics so she'll pull lines from blog posts and then reach out to jen she'll run it past me do you are these the lines you like that you'd want to go ahead and have them put into graphics and she reached out to jen so it's somebody going ahead and doing all those things tech guy ted takes care of everything on the blog but you know what yep. for years and years and years i stayed up late and redesign a blog on blogspot.com i made <laughs> right
0: so, i mean it, he
1: gets to a bridge. Yes. It is a process. Yeah. It's a breaking point where you go, you know what? I cannot do all of this, and God didn't call me right. to do all of this. But you know, one thing I don't have? <laughs> I do not have anyone that helps me clean the house. And there are days when you'd walk in and you'd really know it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, and I've had seasons, and you know what? I have had seasons. We had one season um, for uh, probably eight to nine months. We had somebody come in every other week and help us clean the house. But this is my kids really important that we wash I call it wash our own bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um so that we go ahead and we clean up after ourselves and that part we do all ourselves but social media stuff. I mean I I want to go ahead and be present to my kids and Jen loves going ahead and making graphics when her kids are at school. So I say here, Beautiful. can you go ahead and do the graphics and I go ahead and write and and she loves doing what she's doing and I love doing what I'm doing. So yep. I think it's you know, go ahead and find somebody who's really good at something that you need, say, Hey, can you, your ministry join mine ministry right. and we can minister together. And that is a really beautiful thing to get to do it together.
0: Beautiful. And, and think of what they would be missing out on, not getting totally. to serve in the way that they are. So actually I, it's kind of selfish to not share the love of the work, right?
1: And Jen I mean, loves it. And Holly feels the same way. And, and yeah. I love how you phrase that. That was to share the love <laughs> of, of serving the love of yeah. giving they love 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 getting to participate in it and i am just so so great i couldn't couldn't do it. they've gotten so many weepy boxes from me where i'm just like oh, i couldn't god. do this without you thank so you sweet. so much yeah. just that if we're going to serve people we need other people just like you see mm-hmm. moses and god comes along and said you know what? You need other people <laughs> right. to help you go ahead and serve these people. So it does get to that place. So, yeah.
0: Great. Okay, we're almost done. You're doing so great. Okay, great. Um, do any of your kids write? Do you think you might collaborate someday? They wanted to know
1: that. That's a great question. Um, Hope has a beautiful artistic eye and loves photography. Um,
0: Which was you chasing I, the light in the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. and And Hope really... Her, she's her insti- She really has a beautiful artistic eye. And Malachi, but I don't think Hope ever wants to write. She wants to be a nurse. She's made that very clear.
0: Okay, <laughs> um, well, you can tell her who to call if she has questions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, um, Malachi is fourteen. Hmm. Um, he's so much like his mama. Such a stage. He baby. cries so easily. He feels things so deeply. My husband says that Malachi should be a pastor. He, he's always so thinking about everybody's heart all of the time um not to mention not, his curls slay me
0: <laughs> totally. slay um, me
1: he's just he's an incredibly um <sighs> empathetic child who just really am um, is always just thinking about what does God mean in this particular situation mm-hmm. um so I don't know what the lord has for Malachi um He's he's a good, strong writer, but he really just, he does, he has a pastoral heart where he just really cares very deeply. So we keep saying, you know what, you could go ahead and be a farmer and then show up on Sunday morning with your sermons. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
0: Um, personally, Anne, you, yeah. t- you know, as you've struggled through this perfectionism and control uh-huh. you in, and uh-huh. come to a place of surrender and walking the yeah. broken way, what yeah. does personal time with God look like for you? It's different for all of us, and I want to be careful that we're not prescriptive. I know that's not your heart. I know you don't share for it to be prescriptive, but Uh if we can be insightful to understand maybe what it might look like for someone who really does take the time to wait on God for messages and just to be willing to be a vessel. I think that's what I picture when I picture you on the treadmill. I picture yeah. you just it's, opening your hands and saying, Lord, just pour yeah. through me whatever it is.
1: Whatever it is, I yeah. think it means on the treadmill that means keeping a Bible open on, on the on the stand there, on the desk there. I think it um it looks like I think you really want to try to steep yourself in scripture for us. That's been mm. that means you're reading scripture around the table three times a day that means you're memorizing um because you don't want to go ahead and compartmentalize that quiet time with god into a box right (laughs) you you want one piece life so that scripture is is being woven through all of your thoughts so that when you're engaging and encountering and moving through your day that that, that's forming (laughs) you cruciform all of the time so i think it's um It's Yes, it's feeding on the word in the morning, but then how do you carry that forward throughout the day, whether that is memorization, whether that's writing a verse down. You know, Jackie, I have verses that you have written down on cue cards and sent to me that I still carry with me. I have one of yours in my bag that I carry with me all of the time. So I think, you know, writing a verse down and carrying a verse with you throughout the day, writing a verse down on a talk board, I think you, you want to... If even for us in advent now with our our wooden advent wreath mm-hmm. and seeing mary actually moving ahead one space every day and the candle moving ahead whatever you want to, that's my visual for i literally want to keep company with christ so that's and for me it's it's slowing down through the day to I said, Oh, I feel anxious. How do I deal with anxiety? How can I be still? How can I give adoration to the Lord? How can I enter into Doxal and actually write down my Eucharist the things that I'm grateful for? How can I live cruciform, broken and given in this moment? So I sort of have an acronym that I work through throughout the day when the anxiety sort of overtakes me. I think, okay, I need to pause right now. Um, I've gone through seasons where I've had an alarm on my phone where I have hard stops during the day Mm -hmm. because I've with the stop sign. If you don't have a hard stop, you might actually have a life crash. So having a hard stop at, at nine, 12 and six where yeah. the phone alarm is off and, and you have to go, go ahead and pull up a prayer app and, and go ahead and pray the hours. I think what, whatever we need to do personally, and it's going to change in different seasons all of the time, but what, what are you going to do to keep company mm, with with Christ all of the time? Yes. And I think if you're in a space where, where you're writing, um, I don't think we're going to bring inspirational writing in, a, to the page in and of ourselves. We have to come and say, I'm just open-handed. I'm keeping company with you, Christ. And Lord, you're going to have to show up on the page as something only you can bring. So you need to just yeah. put yourself in position all the time where God's showing up.
0: Yeah. Well, and what I love so much about it, if we go back to where you started with writing, that's mm. exactly what you've been doing for over a decade. I mean, this is not... and writing a book proposal and, oh, this will be a good idea. Talk about brokenness in my next book, you know, it's It's easy (laughs) because everything as you were, let me just tell you, as you were going through all these disciplines that you just described for me, I can think of a blog post you've written about each and every one. This is a message you've been living for years that, um, you know, you graciously, we're willing to put stories together to um, give a, to us
1: in the form of a book. But it's just, just so good. I think as we do, we need to go ahead and live things and not think of what would, what's a good proposal or what would sell. Well, I was on a podcast with Jennifer Fulweiler and she said, you know, after 1000 gifts, how do you go to your, your publisher and say, hi, now I'd like to write a book on brokenness. You know, does that <laughs> sell well? And I, it, it took me so off guard, Jackie, where I thought, my goodness who does that what what was I thinking of course brokenness doesn't sell well (laughs) I I, I think it never occurred to me I think you you have to ride out of the things you're really living that you're really walking that you're we're called Mm -hmm. to incarnate the gospel so whatever I, I think go and live that go be not just Evangelical Christians, but incarnationalist Christians, where we're incarnating the gospel, putting flesh and bones to theology. Otherwise, it's it's stillborn theology. Yep. Um, and go ahead and live those things out. And then write out of those places, because God's, God's asking us to write gospel truth, not mm-hmm. something that necessarily tickles anyone's ears or markets. Well. He's asking us to write truth, and that, that's going... He's asking us to come and be crucified. He's asking us to come and lay our lives down on an altar but to understand that in living cruciform and, and living surrendered and living given we live the most abundant meaningful lives out of those yes. kind of places. So whatever you need to do just to keep company with Christ and write out of those places. Those that that's rich writing because it's 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 in koinonia, communion with truth himself. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, so I want to end our time together by reading a couple things. Um, Today's reading, which I opened up in The Greatest Gift, which this is, Mm -hmm. I think, my third year, fourth year. I can't (laughs) believe it. Um, (laughs) You're with me each day. I love that. I I I think there's thousands of us who feel that way, so I'll just speak on their behalf. You sit down with our tea in the morning, and we read together what God has to say. But um, today it said, what was intended to tear you apart, God intends it to set you apart. What has torn you, God makes a thin place to see glory. He intends to turn whatever you're experiencing now into a gift. No matter what intends to harm you, God's arms have you. You can never be undone. All is grace. And
1: um, I think... Oh, Jackie, I needed that one today. I needed that one. That was so
0: good for today. That was so good. And then, um, of course, at the end of The Broken Way... And we'll end with this. You've been so gracious with your gener- generosity. Oh, no. I'm yes,
1: just so please. thankful to serve you alongside to you. Years and years and years. You've been the most faithful, kindest friend to me. So please, oh. the generosity has all flown from you, Jackie, truly. <laughs> You're going
0: to make me cry. Don't make me cry. I'm doing so good. Okay. No, you, have been. you have been so kind. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sidetracked. Okay, get it together. Page 263, you say, and this to me summarized just this beautiful... Oh, and I have to tell you, my book that I'm reading from right now dropped in the rain last Sunday. It actually rained here last Sunday as I was trying to get it out of the car because some lady um, was tried to tell me that she, she's like, have you ever heard of this person named Ann Voskamp? I had Mm -hmm. sung that morning. My husband and I lead worship at a church and, and, um, each Sunday and he plays the piano and I play keyboards and sometimes the kids play and it's our our little thing we do to serve. It's a small reformed church. Anyways. Um, and she said the strangest thing to me. And so I said, yes, I, I know Anne. And in fact, as I went out to get her my card, cause I said, let me give you my card. Cause like a lot of people at the church, they don't know that I have a blog or a podcast nope. cause you know, it's your real life. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's kind of scary once they find you. Um, anyway, my book fell out into the rain. So now it's all marked and broken. And so I guess it's I apropos So the next time I see you, I'm going to need your John Hancock in the front of it because I I have to have it. But anyways, page 263, it says, God's way is always the broken way. And I want to be part of the fellowship of the broken who believe that suffering is a gift that he entrusts to us and he can be trusted to make this suffering into a gift The fellowship of the broken, take up the fearless broken way, are not afraid of brokenness, or try to hide it, or judge it, or mask it, or exile it. Never be afraid of broken things, because Christ can redeem anything. Live surrendered, cruciform, given. um Yeah. I can't thank you enough for um, spurring us along in our journey to, to move toward Christ, to be with Christ each and every day, to um, choose in those small, everyday, mundane, messy moments to say yes to His lower way. And um, yeah. you're just such yeah. a gift. And I promised I would give them all, my love to you. They all, um, you know, my small little Broken Way book club, we're meeting every other Thursday, um, indefinitely, because we had set a schedule, (laughs) and then we're going too slow. And so we're like, well, however long it takes us, we're just gonna we're just gonna to be together um, we had just, gone through together1,000 gifts five years ago together and I reconnected with them and I said do you want to just get together in person and and so we are um, naming our unspoken brokens
1: in koinonia together and so they're sending wow. all their love well you
0: know thanks
1: it, um, I think it's faith Gateway. they've also picked it up um, in January the um, the study guide comes out oh, good. and the, all, oh, okay. all DVDs so you can all just I just, Please give them all my love. I was in Grand Rapids at a signing, and I all of a sudden I just started to lose it and I cried and cried and cried. I had to go to the bathroom, and get myself together. When I realized all of these people are carrying my heart around in their hands, mm-hmm. and I'm trusting them with little bits of me. And I'm just so grateful that, that people are safe places with bits of our hearts. So, Will you please just give them my warmest love and and my thanksgiving for being my safe place? Absolutely with I all, my yes. all my and all my
0: Well, see, you, you went know. first, so we um we're just in in love with you and for you we're praying for you and um one of them asked, "What is it we can pray for? Do you do you have anything you can share yes, I that that our just listeners and just anyone who hears
1: our conversation yeah. can can pray?" Pray that, pray that I would live cruciform. I want that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day I seem to hunger for it more. Yeah. I find um as you live cruciform, you realize there's places in your life where you're still selfish, mm. where you're still self centered, you're still holding on to self protectionism, where you still want something for you. And I'm, I want to live given in every area of my life. Yeah. So just pray that I live completely cruciform, that when I stand before Jesus, He says, I know you, you lived, formed, and shaped like I was formed. So, yeah. Yeah. I know that's
0: has been my big. Prayer. Yeah. And God is faithful to do it. You know, the desires of our hearts he gives to us, too. And yeah. he meets us there and um, he has done it. And so um, we just want to say thank you for saying yes, yeah. because I know after 1000 gifts, it may have been tempting to have wished <laughs> for your previous life back. Um, Only a thousand times, yeah, yeah. Only a I know. But how many times have I told you God has made you for this and um, he has entrusted you with this job, this journey, this way yes. of serving, and you are stewarding it close to his heart. And um, and we will continue to pray with you and for you for that. So um, thank anyway. you
1: so much. Just Thank you so much. You've been such a faithful Faithful friend in the midst of my own brokenness, and I cannot ever thank you enough, Jackie. Seriously, you have been the most faithful. Aww.
0: Well, no keys needed for me either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say that. <sighs> thank you. All right, just my for friend. Being my people. All right, I love you to the moon and back. Thank you for the privilege of this, and I just pray that the Lord will make little loaves and <laughs> fishes multiplied and feed whoever He needs to. It was helpful to a handful. Me too, friend. Me too. It's a
0: joy to partner in ministry with you. Okay, we'll be in touch. Love you All so. Right. Okay, bye bye. God go with you.
1: Bye bye.
0: Well, that concludes our time with Miss Anne, and I am so so thankful. And you know, I am hoping, like me, that you found some nugget, some piece of wisdom, some insightful, poignant thought that you can take with you and hold close to you as you face whatever mud it is you're facing. And whether it's Anne's words that I read or whether it's her voice that I hear or a text that she writes, each and every interaction, I think what it is is it, it's this authenticity and transparency and raw vulnerability that is available Sort of, well, not sort of. it is an offering, an extension of love of Christ. And um, the way that Anne models cruciform living, Eucharistaic living is so very magnetizing. I think it what it does is it makes me feel closer to Christ, more inspired to, spend time with Christ and more willing and inspired to be the gift to those people who are around me and you know you can't manufacture that kind of inspiration and has been living this story for years and years and um may it be so in each of our lives The people who are around us, the words that we speak, the words that we write, the texts that we send, may we be that touch point of Jesus to someone who's near. And I think that's what she does for me. And I pray and long to be someone who does that for others as well. And I know that's probably your heart too. So, Thank you so much for joining me these episodes with Anne and just for the podcast in general. If you're new to the show, I want to say a big welcome to you. I'm so glad you've joined me here and I hope that you'll go check out some of the podcast episodes, the mud stories that are in the archives. There's over a hundred of them to choose from and just so many have shared such vulnerable and transparent stories, places they've walked that are super... Super muddy and super difficult, but offered to you in the hopes that you would know that whatever it is that you're facing, you're not alone. And this is my great passion to bring these stories to you. So I'm so thankful that you joined us. We are going to be giving a book of Anne's away. We're going to be giving away a copy of The Broken Way. And I'm super excited. So those of you who listened to episode one, maybe you've already entered the giveaway. But if you have not yet entered, I'd love to have you enter. I will be picking a winner within the next seven to 10 days. And I will be sending you a copy, your very own copy of The Broken Way. And you can enter that by getting out your cell phone and texting the words The Broken Way to the number 33444. And I will randomly select one winner to be able to take home a book. I will send it directly to your house. And I'm super excited to have you get these words in your hands. They are life changing words, and anything that Anne shares, I just I make it a point to read and consume and i 'm always always so glad that I do now. Anne briefly mentioned a partnership with Faith Gateway, and I want to bring you that information because I have more information since the time. Anne and I sat down and recorded this conversation. So they are offering The Broken Way with Anne, an online Bible study with free access to six study videos and some free downloads to get you started. They are kicking off the entire event with Anne on January 23rd. I think it's 9 p.m. Eastern. You can go to faithgateway.com. Um, Broken Way Online Bible Study, and you'll be able to find that, and you can sign up and download that. I would highly encourage it. Our small group has been going through it, and I'm hoping to utilize some of that with our group too, and I think it would be such a blessing to you. Um, and of course, find Anne on all the places. I will link to all the things in the show notes. You can find that at JackieWatkins.com forward slash episode 105 and all the links will be there her book trailer video everything and I'll have that for you up in a few days and I am you're welcome to go there and catch all the links also the links will be in your podcast app if you just click on the artwork of the show underneath there there'll be some words and notes from the show and some hyperlinks you can click right through right on your phone and you can sign up wherever you are Uh, you know we have have small little computers in our hands, our, our phones. So uh, you can do that. Also, if you were able to listen to some of the previous recent episodes, you will know that I am on a mission for health and wellness in 2017. I have some plans in store for us to have a focus once a month on the Muddy Places we face in our health and wellness. And I've invited some special guests to be with me for those segments. I'm super excited about that. And I'm also excited to share with you if you are interested in learning any information about how essential oils or any products from Young Living can help you in your health and wellness journey. I know for me as a nurse, I have been super skeptical of things like this, and it was only in a desperate place through my friendship with um, my physician friend, Dr. Edie Wadsworth. I dared to go out on a limb and share with her some of my desperation I was facing in my own health and wellness, and um, after four years of friendship, she finally shared with me something about essential oils, and I'll be honest, I did not think that they would work for me. I went ahead because she was my friend and she was my doctor and I ordered them but I never thought in a million years that they would work for me and I'm here to tell you they did I can't believe it and so um when something like that happens to you it is something that you just because I love you and because I care I just want to share if it's something that you're open to. And so it's an open invitation that I'm offering. If you would like information, I've had several of you reach out to me. We've connected. In fact, one of you I was able to talk with on the phone and then um, you invited me. I drove to your house. We had a get together with friends and family and We just had the best Saturday afternoon. It was so great. And you know, if you're local, I would love to do that with you too. So, you know, reach out. It really will be me that contacts you. I will be the one texting you. I will be the one calling you. And so if you at all are interested, no pressure ever totally optional. It's a way that I am seeking to help support this show. Instead of having sponsors and advertisers, it's a way that I would like to support this ministry and um, to bless you in your life and your health and wellness and my family as well. It has been such a blessing to us. And so it's just out of a heart of love and sharing that I just can't not tell you because you're my friend. So uh, if you want more information or you want to connect with me, you can always send me an email Jackie at Jackie Watkins.com. Or you can get out your cell phone and text the words the oily sisterhood to the number 33444 and I will be the one to reply to you and I can't wait to see who it is I'll get to connect with. I'm super excited for that. I have lots of shows already recorded for you. Thank you for your patience and your graciousness in the speed at which I release these shows. And I would covet your prayers for um, just all the things that I would be able to time manage my life well. I'm praying for you that you would stay well, that you would be able to um, face whatever it is, whatever mud that you're walking through, that you would feel Jesus walking with you that you would know through these stories that you are never alone and that um, you are so, so very loved. I am praying for each and every one of you and sending much love today. Have a beautiful day.